0: doing a live today to just talk a little bit about the pre-trial hearing that Lori Vallow had here just a couple of hours ago at the Madison County Courthouse here in Rexburg, Idaho, and what happened and what it means and what we can expect moving forward.
1: So these uh, Zoom meetings are so weird, you know, like it's so weird to see them all in, you know, three different screens, three different places. It's so strange. Yeah, so uh, I've sat through tons of court as a social worker and it just feels really weird. I bet it feels so weird to them being used to being in court To Mm -hmm. being in court like that has got to be really strange.
0: So strange. Yeah. So Judge Michelle Mallard was in her courtroom and Lori and her attorney were in a separate courtroom and the prosecutor was in his office. (laughs) So they were all meeting via Skype or, or sorry, via Zoom. Yeah, it's so it's so wild, but Mm -hmm. who knows how long these will last? But luckily, they are allowing these to be streamed, which they should. But you
1: know, yeah, they really have to.
0: Lots of rules around the world. You know, things have just kind of been thrown in the air. So I'm glad they are allowing this because they should. But Mm -hmm. so it was a pretrial hearing on the three misdemeanor charges. Remember that in Madison County, she was charged with five things. She had two felony non-support charges that were or desertion charges that were dismissed yeah and so this was just for those three uh misdemeanors uh the one was refusing to bring the kids back to the court it was contempt of court Mm -hmm. from back in january one of them was uh resisting an obstruction for you know lying to the police about where the kids were and help me with the other one
1: uh it was um (laughs) I can't say the word. It was when they asked their friend to lie.
0: Oh, right. Yes. Asking Melanie Gibb to lie to the police. Instruction
1: or something. They they were asking their friend to lie for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's conspiracy-ish again. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So those were the three charges. Again, they're just misdemeanors. And so yesterday, her attorney, Mark Means, had filed a bunch of things. Uh, More important ones are the ones that were really addressed today. Uh, She is pleading not guilty and asking for a jury trial on those three charges. So we know that he is asking for, he had asked for a reduction of bail due to the fact that both of the felonies had been dismissed. And now she was being held on a million dollar bond on three misdemeanors. So we'll get to that. Um, He was also asking for a change of venue. Uh, The judge was not willing to discuss that today. She said that that can come down the line. And, he threw several other things in there that she just kind of
1: didn't. Yeah. You know. Her usual very dismissive demeanor with him. Up. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's just really to ready to shut him down at any moment. Cause she knows mm-hmm. he's ask- going to ask for a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. The last time, you know, these guys were all in court together. It was an absolute circus with Mr. Means <laughs> oh, because he is a civil attorney and has, his criminal law, uh, you know, experience is nil and knowledge seems to be pretty weak. And so he just continually does things, files things, demands for things that are completely uh, inappropriate. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's so bananas. But anyway, so honestly, I I can say I thought court was much less, uh, dare I say, entertaining than yeah. I expected it might be.
1: Well, uh, Mr. Means said Your Honor, we'll make this very brief, which I thought was super funny because in the last bail reduction hearing, it lasted two and a half hours. It was this huge runaround of Ridiculous crap that went nowhere, and the attorney, and the the judge, kept referencing this is taking way more time than it needs to. And so mm-hmm. this time he he made a point of being very succinct and pointing out that he was going to be very succinct.
0: Uh, he kept so saying, "I'm going to make this brief, Your Honor."
1: A little bit, yeah, about <laughs> how to deal with her because she has no time for this dude.
0: No, no, not at all. Um, Lori looks terrible. She's in a mask, so you can't see her whole face, but um, she looks like she's lost a significant amount of weight. She does. Uh, One uh, one of our listeners right now is pointing that out, and she definitely looks like she's lost a significant amount of weight, Um, and and she wasn't heavy to begin with, you know, No. but she looks thin. She looks gaunt. Um, Mm -hmm. Her hair has, you know, she had hair that was, you know, pretty what do we say? You know,
1: well, you know, well, had, highlighted
0: and dyed and, you know, beautifully taken care of. and Probably and of required course, quite uh, a few
1: products to maintain, which you don't get when yeah. you're in jail. And so uh, she's
0: got gray roots that have grown out. Her hair must grow pretty quick, frankly, mm-hmm. because she's got gray
1: roots that have grown out several inches. She's been in jail for five months. I mean, it, yeah. it's crazy. When the judge said that, I was like, wow, it really has been that long. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. But she, she certainly is showing her age. She... Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a person who really um, prides herself in looking younger than she is, and she's not uh-huh. in the position to be able to do that anymore.
0: Yeah, I will say though that uh, you know the prosecutor made the point of saying her children are dead, her children are deceased, her children were killed. You know, he used he those phrases
1: like many times, 10 times. and times, was,
0: there was never a flash of emotion. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Just That's completely so deadpan.
1: Weird. Like, how can you not at least have some kind of response? But she didn't. Yeah, nothing,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and and means tried really. He really tried to tread around the issue of the dead kids, you know. Yeah. And of course, you know, the prosecutor wasn't having it, and he mm-hmm. blatantly said the words. Of course, he did, you know, multiple mm-hmm. times. And but I thought her complete lack of response was not a surprise. This no. is Lori we're talking about, but still, you know, as, as the mother as a human it doesn't we do all her still any know. favors. That's wow. Sure. Yeah. So here's basically how it boiled down. The first thing that they were addressing was setting the date for a jury trial mm-hmm. and Mr. Means wanted to set the date out by six months. Yes. Now six months for three misdemeanors, what the hell yeah, but
1: that's a long time
0: uh, the prosecutor prosecutor was actually completely agreed with that and here's why he said there are many conversations that need to happen between myself and Mr. Means to determine what uh, cases may be uh, combined
1: right?
0: and rolled together and what, uh, you know, what we're going to do with all of these charges moving forward. Yeah. And so I felt like both of them felt like putting it off for a while leaves room. So there's all kinds of interesting possibilities, you right. know,
1: right. it
0: could be that all of these charges get rolled into something that's, you know, some kind of plea plea deal potentially that it's also possible uh, rare, but possible that they could try the two of them together on, you know, all of the, the charges that Lori and Chad have that are identical, which uh, probably won't happen, but actually could, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they're
1: pretty unlikely to happen, Mm but you know,
0: lots of things could change between now and then, not only that in six months, we all really still anticipate that they're going to be, some kind of murder or conspiracy to commit murder charges coming. Right. Um, we have it on good authority that there is some very compelling evidence that does suggest that Chad and Lori were the people who did the killing and dismembering of the kids, not Alex. So, not uh, straight up evidence we can share with you guys yet, but it is something that we have been, uh, that has been shared with us that I think is really interesting. So, yeah. I. We're going to wait and see, right? It's going to be interesting to see. So it's possible that by the time they get to the end of January, which is when the, uh, the trial is set for is the end of January, right. that they won't, these charges won't even be, right. it won't be relevant anymore. I mean, if they end, end up possible. rolling
1: it all together and there's a plea or they roll all the cases into one and try them at the same time, you know, it's two different counties, but it's the same prosecutor and he's been appointed yeah. by the state. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that could change for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So the big ticket item today that has everybody buzzing, and it's part of the reason we wanted to do a live and talk about it a little bit to help you guys understand why this happened yeah. is the bail reduction. Yes. So the bail was set at a million dollars when Lori was arrested in Hawaii. And, and that had 3 been. Million. It was, it was 3 million then 3 million. Yeah. Okay. And that was when she was in Hawaii. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Three or uh, five,
1: wait, three or five. Hmm.
0: It may have been five. I think think it was actually originally five. Down to one. Mm -hmm. So at any rate, uh, and that was in Hawaii, you know, when she was first arrested, you know, with the intent to, and that had been set by Madison's uh, prosecutors, you know, or Mm -hmm. that had been requested by them to, you know, basically get her in a position where they could extradite her. And then, of course, she was extradited. So that's when the first bond was set. They actually did uh, try to challenge that in Hawaii. They were shot down. Mm-hmm. They came back to Idaho and it was set at a million and then they tried to challenge it again uh, with a new judge, you know, Michelle Mallard who also held it at a million. Right. And if you guys remember that there were some big missteps by the defense attorney at that point, by Mr. Yeah. Means, um, yeah. you know, that judge Michelle Mallard made very clear, you know, that he had basically done this all wrong. Right. Uh, but that's fine. So It was a million dollars. So now they had removed both of the felonies. Why? Well, the felonies were for desertion and non-support of the children. Well, how do you make those stick when the kids were dead? Right. You know, you can't really have it both ways. You can't charge her and convict her of desertion and non-support and then also go for murder.
1: Yeah, it's really just paving the way for
0: murder. Yeah. So they had to, to reduce those. Or dismiss those, and we anticipated that they would, though that really, really upset people around here that they yeah. did that. But that's why they did that, they had to, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now, saying, yeah, is saying he actually said today that his client has been a model prisoner, guys. A model prisoner,
1: she's alone in her wing. So, unless she's gonna fight with herself or the guards, I don't know how she <laughs> couldn't be a model prisoner. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, totally.
0: And so irrelevant,
1: you know. So irrelevant.
0: Because everybody's going, uh yeah, no, she's still the bitch we thought she well, was. Yeah. The
1: kids are still dead. So you know, that was pretty much what the prosecutor said. So.
0: so his argument basically was the punishment doesn't fit the crime, you know, the bail is much too high for three misdemeanors, and that are punishable by like a few years in jail. And it's not huge. And yeah. and a twenty five hundred dollar fine. And So he asked that the bail be reduced to $100,000. So the prosecutor came back and said, basically, you know, dead kids, uh, other charges, you know, all the things you would assume he would say in Mm -hmm. this situation, you know. And we would like to, we agree that it should be reduced. We would like to see it reduced to $250,000. So an interesting thing about court today is that The prosecutor opened the door for, to argue, you know, for the bail reduction today, the judge easily could have set that for a later date. I felt like the prosecutor called, you know, Mark means on the carpet and was like, Hey, I'm ready today. Mm -hmm. You want to do it today? Let's do it today. And means was like, yeah, okay, let's do it today. Well, the judge had not anticipated that would happen today. She actually had to call for a recess so that she could get her notes about what happened last time as if she had forgotten. <laughs> right?
1: No way she forgot this hearing. No one can, no. I, I will never forget this hearing. <laughs> Nobody forgot that. That'll go down in
0: her top 10, I'm sure. Uh, but. I'll bet. However, she, you know, is a absolute professional. She called for a recess, spent oh, five or 10 minutes uh, finding her notes, going through them about where they, we had already been on the bail
1: mm-hmm.
0: and listened to both of their arguments. She was very precise in discussing very specific uh, Idaho statutes and mandates and what she needed to consider.
1: Mm-hmm. And at the
0: end of the day, she reduced the bail down to $50,000 per charge, which is $150,000. Yeah. What that would mean if Lori were to bail out, she will not be able to get a bail bondsman because she already has a hundred or she already has a million dollar bond on the other charges in Fremont County. Right. So nobody's going to bond her out. So she would no. have to come up with all of that. Yeah, she's not going
1: anywhere. People kind of freaked no. out locally on local news and stuff. And she's not going anywhere. I mean, these were two yeah. separate million dollar bonds. She really had $2 million in $2 million
0: bond. And, and I'm seeing a lot of people right now, like on Facebook and stuff, super upset and confused. So we wanted to make this really clear. Yeah. Her charges are in two different counties. Okay. the The first charge and the first million dollar bond is in Madison County where she's being held. The second charge is a million dollars for those other two for the the conspiracy charges in Fremont County, a neighboring county. Okay, so now Madison has released her down. You know that that bond is now one hundred and fifty thousand total. Yeah. Uh, Again, no bail bondsman would pay that. She would have to pay the whole thing herself. Right. If she paid it, which she won't, she doesn't have it. But if she paid it, then she would be released into Fremont County's uh, custody. Yeah. Well, here's the rub. Fremont County does not have a women's facility. Remember, very rural, very small, tiny jails. Guess where their women's facility is?
1: Think Madison. Of- <laughs> so Madison County jail. She wouldn't even so. set 1 foot outside the jail even if she were to bond on the 150,000. She's going right. nowhere.
0: It would be an enormous waste of $150,000, which she needs to pay her attorney. One thing that Mark Means said in the hearing today is that Miss Daybell, it's killing me that they all call her Miss Daybell, and she asked to be called Mrs. Daybell,
1: and I just think it's just a little itty-bitty you know, her attorney does it too, though. I mean, everyone, yeah, he says that missed as miss as well. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why
0: it cracks me up. It just does. But anyway, he indicated that Miss Daybell is running short on funds.
1: Yeah, I bet she is considering that her cash cow is in the Fremont County jail.
0: I think that's because Mr. Daybell is running short on funds. But at any rate, the uh, so that's that's what happened, you know is that but but that's what would happen if she bonded out she wouldn't see the light of day and she wouldn't move facilities no. because she is in the very place that Fremont sends their female prisoners so yeah. there's really no. It's just not happening.
1: It's just know. procedural. It's just what the judge has to do legally. And honestly, it's a good thing because it mm-hmm. would be seen as violating her rights to hold her in right. Madison on a million dollar bond for three misdemeanors. I mean, they they have to follow procedure and the rules, particularly because we want to make sure that she is viewed as getting a fair trial absolutely. and 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 holding her um on a you know, a bond that's too high it would be violating her rights. And so this yeah. is really okay for this to happen. There's no need for anyone to freak out that she's getting out. She is not getting out.
0: Oh, people were so mad at the judge and I'm like, no bro, this is, she did the right thing. Yeah.
1: You don't want grounds for appeal here.
0: Right. The last thing we need are stupid missteps in this case that could, you know, show either of these people the light of day ever again. And so need to trust in the system and recognize the the legal procedure. And this was correct. So all is well. Miss Daybell is not going anywhere. She's going to still have three hots and a cot at the Madison County Jail. Yes, she is. It's possible that at some point they will change venues for her trial. Her Mm -hmm. attorney doesn't really think that uh, she can get a fair trial in Madison County. And he's probably not wrong, you know. But the judge didn't even want to talk about that today. And I think that's probably because she knows damn well this probably isn't even going to happen.
1: You know? No. Yeah. It's until good. they really yeah. know what charges are going to get combined and mm-hmm. when this, because it's all going to go to trial at the same time. I really think yeah. it will. It'll all get combined yeah. and, and then they probably will change venues. I mean, I would think that's probably the smart thing to do.
0: Well, again, we do not need a mistrial here. No, right? we, don't, and we don't. We don't need reason. lots of grounds
1: for appeal afterward. We don't, you know, that's why Mark Means makes me nervous because I don't want her to have grounds that she had incompetent representation either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm not so sure about that at this point.
0: My understanding of incompetent representation, and I might be wrong about this, but this is my understanding from uh, another, from watching an attorney talk about this case that I felt Mm. like knew what he was talking about. By the way, his name is Scott Reich, and his YouTube channel is Crime Talk. And he is fantastic. And I highly recommend you guys if you're interested in this case or any others. He will break things down from a legal point of view that really helps. Mm. What he said was that incompetency uh, in attorneys really only applies in the case of a public defender. That if you're paying for it, It if you hire this person and you're paying them,
1: that is your vote
0: of competency and you can't really come back later and say, uh, you know, we were, this person sucked. I don't, I, I shouldn't have been found guilty. If you hired him and you're paying for him, that's your signing off on them being. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So now if a public defender were to seriously drop the ball on you, you could have grounds to say that since you didn't,
1: they were assigned to you. So. Right. Cause then you didn't have a choice on that one. Um, there's yeah. a question. Um, oh, well, yes, the, there's a few. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did we discuss Lori's growing out of her roots in her hair yet? Yes, we did. We did.
1: <laughs> yes, we did. Um, one question. Oh, sorry guys. Um, is, uh, uh, is one attorney representing both Chad and Lori? No, no, they have, they, they were at one time, both represented by Mr. Means, which is a conflict of interest, but that case was sealed. So we don't know what happened, except we know that means is still representing Lori, but Chad has a different attorney.
0: Yeah. Uh, those attorneys, both are uh, from the Boise area. And which is an interesting choice because, you know, that's a five hour drive from where we live. Yeah. And so, again, I keep going, why, you know, Mm -hmm. but we do, the the word on the street, though, is that Means and Klein, his name is Klein, isn't he?
1: Chad's Mm -hmm. attorney. I'm not sure.
0: That they are, they either share an office or they, you know, they are associates in some way. So Mm -hmm. there is still that connection there, but, you know, that's all we know on that front. But yeah, they don't. uh, Yeah. So, yeah, question here, how is Lori paying? Thought all her money was from the kids. Uh, Good question. Our understanding Mm -hmm. is that that has been being paid by Chad. So now who's managing Chad's money? Is it his attorney? Is it his children? You know, if it's his kids, I mean, I would assume that at some point they could say, we're done paying for this. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's hard to know exactly how that's going. but Well, and what they even have
1: left after all of this, too. They uh, maybe she
0: has quickly. secret supporters, you know, after a conversation this week with someone uh, near and dear to us. So we learned a little bit more about really how deep these, this group of people runs in this area. Yeah. And it's a lot. It now, is. are they all a bunch of people that would run out and kill their kids? Definitely not. No. But is it a group of people that were studying, um, Things that go well beyond the paradigms of their church and meeting in secret little groups. Yeah, there's been a lot of that happening mm-hmm. um, right now. People are kind of covering their tracks and trying to avoid being excommunicated from the Mormon church over this.
1: Right. Really sep- because because separating, separating themselves from, from this.
0: Yeah. And so maybe she has secret supporters. I'm not writing that off at this point. I,
1: I'm not uh, either. I, I think, I think either of them could have quite easily. Mm
0: hmm. Uh, Our understanding is that there is still quite a large group here in our area that do believe that the world is ending on the 22nd. They still believe that that is actually or or that the second coming is beginning. That doesn't actually mean the world is ending. It just means that things go from bad to worse, you know, as Christ returns. Because why, you know, why wouldn't
1: the world go completely to hell as
0: Christ recurred? I don't know. We don't yeah. even
1: have to go into that. But. No. but but it's going to be interesting. Maybe we'll do a live on the 22nd just so that we can show you that, you know, all is well here in our community.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it is a
1: it is a real question about, you know, how, how are they going to take it when it doesn't happen?
0: I know. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes me want to stand outside the Madison County Jail with a big speaker piping uh, <laughs> that song. It's the end of the world as we know it all day on the 22nd. But, you know. that's okay, I probably won't, but I might. That's a great idea,
1: though. That's a totally great idea.
0: There's been a lot of conjecture about that. What happens when that day comes and goes and nothing happens? Yeah. You know, or, and this was my thought, because has the world not been weird enough for all of us? What if something does happen that day? I mean, it could be benign, you know? Maybe there's an earthquake in Jamaica, you know, or some weird thing. And everyone's like, okay, well, there you go. See? here we go. You know, I mean, meaning can be applied to anything if you uh, really right. want to put it there. So, you know, it's People hard to will see what they want to see.
1: Yeah. I do think it's really interesting to, for us to see yeah. what happens on that day. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, and if honestly, if they put those two on suicide watch, I have considered that if the 22nd comes and goes, because, you know, there's yeah. this part of me that really questions if they believe that none of this is going to actually go to trial. They're not going to have any actual consequences because they think that the big thing is happening on the 22nd. Mm -hmm. And then when it doesn't, it does that, is that when reality really lands on them, you know? Right. I would think yes. Yeah. And uh, they're both already on suicide
0: watch. Um, so that's good. We did, um, we have a connection to the Fremont County jail. We know someone who's incarcerated there All
1: world, friends, small friends is a small Makes me
0: laugh, but I had a conversation with his girlfriend last week, and she told me that they have basically been told they are not allowed to speak to Chad or about Chad. They're supposed to just keep their gap shut about him, or they will lose privileges. So they're pretty locked down now. Obviously, the court, you know, the, the jail has a serious responsibility to keep this fool safe so that he can have his day in court. We want that, um, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, the he's always been in solitary because it's a tiny jail. The only way to keep him safe from the other prisoners is to keep him in solitary. But in the beginning they were, whenever they walked past his cell, they'd pound on it and yell, um, you know, insults at him and threats and stuff. And basically the jail has shut that completely down and said, don't even look his way. You stay away from him. You don't talk to him. You don't talk about him, nothing, or you'll lose your own visitation and phone privileges. So, you know, for the most part, everybody's just keeping their mouth shut, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll keep a finger on that. We, you know, we're For sure we're, you know, I don't. When I say that we're privileged that we know someone there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we at least we know something there. But yeah. I let's see. Cat says, have you been by the Daybell house? Has evil Emma torn down the memorial? I actually went by the Daybell house last night and the memorial is intact. There is it's kind of a catch 22 because the memorial there's a canal there between the road so there's the road, and then there's a little ditch bank, there's a little canal there, and then there's that fence where all the memorial has been hung up, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of things have kind of started degrading from it and falling off, like things like uh, silk flowers and stuff like that, and they're falling into the canal, which isn't great, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wish somebody could go out there and just spruce it up and clean up the trash and, you know, just, you know... Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm afraid uh, anyone who does that, you know, it might upset others. And I'm not sure how that should look. But I will say that it is it, there's a bit of a pollution problem happening there, an environmental problem, because it's mm-hmm. following into a waterway, yeah. you know, stuff that's falling off. So I don't know. I, I've looked at it a few times thinking someone should. And then I'm like, I can't jump over that ditch without probably dying. So it's probably not me <laughs> but anyway. But it, it is. It is kind of an issue, but
1: not that I think the memorial should come down in any way. I just no, think it, no, maybe just maybe. whoever started it out there, maybe I ought to go maintain it a little bit.
0: Yeah. It, now it's my it's been our opinion that we believe that Emma and Joseph have probably been told not to go anywhere near that memorial because mm-hmm. it would make them look bad, and people I would, would
1: be furious. Exactly. Well, and it's on the side of the property. It's not like it's right in front of their house. It's on no. the side, down, uh, kind of down from where the house is. It's not like they're looking at it every second. I mean, you,
0: no, know, you drive actually, it in and out,
1: probably are. But that
0: fence may not belong to them. Yeah, that's true. It's possible that the fence actually belongs to the canal company. Mm-hmm. So in rural areas like ours, most of like the ditches and canals, that is property that is owned by and maintained by the canal companies who you know, are in charge of all the irrigating and all of the water and the way it moves through all of the farms. Right. And it's possible that that fence doesn't even belong to the Daybells, that it belongs to the canal company, and they'd be the ones yeah. that would have any say in what happens to all that stuff.
1: Right, right. I don't know
0: that for sure, but it is a possibility.
1: Yeah, out there in that area particularly, I think that's more likely. We could probably actually find that out. We we, we know the water yeah, master We actually there. do know a water master out there. Hmm. Yeah.
0: A water master, guys, now you know that's a thing. That is a thing. Actually, we'll ask, we'll ask on that. Yeah. I think that's kind of an interesting point, actually. So that's what we know. Yeah. Now, on a totally unrelated note, if you saw our live yesterday, <laughs> Missy and I took a road trip. We went to, uh, we went we drove out to Ledor, Idaho, to mm-hmm. the site of where Baby Dior Kuntz disappeared. Yes. If you were following us last week, we started a three-part series about Baby Dior. He was two years old. He disappeared from Ledoar, Idaho five years ago this month yep. and has never been found. No one has ever been charged. It was it was a similar shitstorm to this, you know, the Vallow case, except for not nearly as nefarious or maybe it was.
1: Yeah. But anyway, he's never been found. So there's no, much less resolution. At least at least yeah. um, Tylee and JJ have been found. Yeah, so we drove for
0: three hours, clear out into Ledor to the Timber Creek campground and to Timber Creek. You know mm-hmm. where he disappeared, or or where he is purported to have disappeared from. Right. And uh, did a little footage out there. Uh, we we did a little live yesterday from the creek, uh, but we also or creek creek. I've heard it both ways. Well,
1: <laughs> you are from Idaho. It's creek. I mean, we all know it, but it's spelled creek. So, true.
0: yeah. A little rednecky around here, especially in Ledworth, Idaho. Anyway, we had multiple things go wrong. We sure did. <laughs> we had quite the adventure yesterday. I'm not going to share it right now because we're going to share it in our
1: video. Yeah, it will come out on Monday, but. We do have a pretty good story for you, though. <laughs> besides the story about Dior, which is a great story, you know, we're we're taking you know, going further with that. But we have a pretty good story about just the stuff that happened to us while we were out there.
0: Yeah, the, the shenanigans and unexpected things that happened to us on our little road trip are hilarious. So mm-hmm. anyway, we're, we'll share them. Uh, so definitely watch for that video. You know, yeah. besides the really good stuff we're bringing you about little Dior, we'll do. A, you know a 10 minute uh, synopsis of our trip because you're going to want to hear it. You will. (laughs) (laughs) But so that's what we have. Anything you want to add before we go?
1: No, I I think that's good. I think we just, you know, these were expected moves with Lori and no worries. She's not getting out. This is all the way things should be happening. We want the legal system to work and we want it to work fairly because that's how you really get justice. Yeah.
0: Well, and big things coming because the first and second week of August are yeah. when Lori and Chad are both supposed to have their first days in court regarding the conspiracy. well their second actually but you know their big days their, their pre-trials regarding uh, you know all of the charges that they're facing there all of the felonies they're facing there is it possible those could be you know moved will there be continuances coming it is very possible yeah but. We'll see. That's coming. So there'll be a two-day trial the first week in August for Lori and a two-day trial uh for Chad the second week. Or maybe I have that backwards. But this first week and second week, there'll be two days of trial each week for one or the other of these fools. So that's coming. And of course, we'll cover every second of it. So we will. most
1: definitely. Yep. All right.
0: Well, you guys have a good weekend. Take care and we'll be back.
1: Yes, we will. Bye.